Hi friends and welcome to another episode of Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture with me, your host, Esther Rini. I hope everybody has had a great week. I feel like mine has been really hectic. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it is Genocide Awareness Month and there's just a lot of events going on. So I feel like I'm working and then I'm attending a virtual event and then I'm researching and then before I know it, I'm back here recording another podcast. So this week, um, on this week's episode, I just did, I just wanted to give a little roundup of things that I've seen in the news over the last week. And yeah, as Genocide Awareness Month will be coming to a close at the end of this week. Um, yeah, just take a look at what's kind of in the news at the moment and give you some maybe points of interest and, and uh, some recommended reading and just some things to do to... Um, yeah to take with you moving forward and then from next week on I will be starting series three of the podcast um I haven't quite decided I've got so many ideas but I haven't quite decided what it's going to be yet I think I'm going to go more down more down I mean down more of uh yeah a more personal route so maybe some personal stories um perpetrators bystanders victims resistors that kind of thing um maybe I'll start with the holocaust maybe I will integrate it with different genocides I don't know let's see let's see what happens but yeah I think definitely next series will be more of a personal look at genocide and how it happens and who it happens to anyway as I've said, this week I am going to be looking at or going to be talking to you about things that I've seen in the news, interesting things that I've seen. So without any further ado, let's just crack on with the episode. Okay, so here we go. What have we seen in the news this week? Well, you may have seen this in in the news that Joe Biden is the first US president to recognise the Armenian genocide. And this is pretty significant as, well, firstly, he is the first president to do so and the genocide was perpetrated at the beginning of last century. And um, also, we don't actually know what kind of reaction this is going to evoke from the Turkish government. Um, There is concern that this will strain the relationship between the two countries, potentially, and um, it has the potential to affect the following things. So it could limit the US's access to an airbase that supports the international coalition that is fighting the Islamic State. It could reduce military coordination with the US, so Turkey could reduce their coordination, and there could be a scaling down of diplomatic efforts to support peace talks in Afghanistan. That's probably like the more extreme side of what um, Turkey could do, but also they could just retaliate in kind of a rhetorical way and make an official official statement back and say that the US perpetrated a genocide against the indigenous peoples in North America. Whatever they do do, um, Biden has really annoyed the Turkish government because they deny that the Ottomans perpetrated a a genocide against the Armenian people. Instead, they claim that the Armenians were killed in clashes with Ottoman forces. So this may be something to keep an eye on. As we know, um, denial 
is a big part of um, the genocidal process. And at this point, having a US president specifically say that um, a genocide was perpetrated against the Armenians. It's really great for the Armenian community to get the recognition, but also let's see what happens moving forward in terms of what the Turkish government does and if they, who knows if this will set the ball rolling towards the Turkish government actually recognising the crime as genocide. So yeah, one to keep an eye on. I think that will be in the news over the next few weeks. Um in France, so there is a Rwandan priest who's been living in France for a while now. So Marcel, and you'll have to forgive me if I get this wrong, but Marcel Hitayezu, he's a Rwandan priest who was given refugee status in France in 2011. I think he actually arrived in France at the end of the 90s, early 2000s, but took him a while to get refugee status. Anyway, He has been arrested and he has been charged with genocide and being an accomplice to crimes against humanity for allegedly providing militiamen who were said to have massacred Tutsis who were seeking refuge in his church with provisions during the 1994 genocide. So instead of actually helping the Tutsis who were um, just trying to find... um, safety with him he is accused of helping the militiamen who then went on to um to kill these people so this comes years after an initial extradition request by the rwandan government for marcel and up until wednesday of last week marcel was serving as a vicar at a church where he lived and he has denied all charges so If you would like to know more about what is actually being done in France to find suspects of the Rwandan genocide and bring them to justice, you can go to the Collectives of Civil Plaintiffs for Rwanda, and in short, the CPCR, to find out more. So on their website, they have um, details about how they go about finding perpetrators of the or accomplices to the Rwandan genocide, um, yeah, 27 years later, and On their website, you can make donations to the CPCR, but you can also support survivors in Rwanda directly, which I think is amazing and everybody should do it. Um, Yeah, you can just go onto their website and just give whatever you can. Um, But yeah, 27 years since the Rwandan genocide was perpetrated and um, yeah, they're still seeking out justice and reconciliation and people still need help. by way of donation as well to be able to really be rebuilding their lives properly um also france has been in the news again directly related um so there's a new 600 page report that's been published entitled a foreseeable genocide the role of the french government in connection with the genocide against the tutsis in rwanda bit of a long-winded title but bear with me it is a an official report so there's been an official investigation into this and the report actually concludes and I quote the French government bore overwhelming responsibilities for the genocide as it remained allied with the racist corrupt and violent Hutu-led government even as the leadership prepared to slaughter the Tutsis end quote So why is this important, you might wonder? Well, on the 27th anniversary of the genocide, the president 
President, the current president of Rwanda um, stated the following, and I quote, We welcome this report because it marks an important step towards a common understanding of what took place. It shows the desire even for leaders in France to move forward with a good understanding of what happened. And it shows how Rwandan lives were just pawns in geopolitical games, end quote. And... I think that is a really important statement because it reminds us that even if almost 30 years has passed, these issues are still ongoing and these investigations are still needed and um, to make sure that we are um, we are retelling history and like retelling and understanding what happened from the right perspectives so this is a really 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 important report which you can access online so anybody can read it anyone can have access to it and yeah it just gives us a deeper understanding of how the recognition of genocide affects international relations and it's still affecting people years later and we yeah as I said almost 30 years we're just now establishing like a concrete like kind of universal understanding of what happened in Rwanda and what reconciliation can look like for two nations and who is taking accountability and responsibility for for what happened um even though it is concluded that France did not take did not directly partake in the killings and as a result they're not complicit in the genocide the report does state that it's still the report states that it still does have a responsibility to act on the... It still had, sorry, a responsibility to act on the information that was coming out of Rwanda prior to the genocide taking place. So back in, back in 1994, before any of the killing had even started, reports were sent out to the French government telling them what was about to happen, basically, and nothing was done. And then almost a million people 100 days later end up dead. And we have we do have to, you know, raise questions around this kind of thing. Because if we're going to talk about prevention, then um, exactly what are the responsibilities of nation states and, um, yeah, the international community when it comes to a situation like that? So if anyone is interested in that it's a great source of information I always think reading reports is quite cool as they're very matter of fact you can dip in and out of them and um, you can find topics that are interesting to you as the chapters are always broken down into really specific investigated topics so you don't have to read the whole 600 pages Um, yeah it's not like reading a book and I find that sometimes like just dipping in and out of like specific areas that I find really interesting um yeah cool basically um I'll put the link in the show notes for anybody who wants to have a look at that um maybe you're doing maybe you're conducting your own research I don't know um could be interesting for you um okay so on to the next story so in Bosnia so in relation to Bosnia we have an Oscar-nominated film called Quo Vidas Ada. I don't know if I said that right, but in English, it's Where Are You Going, Ada? And it's based on a true story of a UN interpreter who was, who is a Bosnian Muslim who was unable to save his own family during the, um, during the massacre that happened there. So this story is told through Ada and the director deliberately chose a woman in order to honour those who struggled to save their husbands and sons from the uh, Srebrenica massacre. So for all of you film heads out there, 
Perhaps you want to check this out. Um, It's incredibly important to the Bosnian community as there is a very strained culture of remembrance in Bosnia and Serbia. And this is despite the massacre being recognised officially as a genocide and people being perpetrated and convicted of the crime. There is still a lot of denial among the Serbian community. And yeah, this has had a, a real effect on on um, the people who experienced or lost loved ones or who were victims of this genocide. So this film is supposed to serve as a reminder that genocide can't be denied or forgotten and it's hoped that it will raise awareness surrounding that. And I also think film and literature can be a great gateway into certain topics. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it will be an easy watch but it's definitely a medium worth considering should you want to dive a little deeper into a topic. And it is a great way to, yeah, raise awareness and kind of dip your toe into the history of what happened and what the legacy is in these places. As I said, the the culture of remembrance is very strained in Bosnia and Serbia still. So that could be something, I don't know, you could do with a loved one or a friend or... Um, yeah and as I said it's Oscar nominated I don't know if it won an Oscar I won't spoil it for anyone if you you know happen to follow that kind of thing I don't but um yeah worth a look and then finally I think I just wanted to talk about the UK so get ready for it the House of Commons has declared that genocide is being perpetrated against the Uyghurs in China and That means that the UK now joins Holland, Canada and the US in condemning the Chinese government and the Chinese government are not happy about it. So um, this is from a BBC News article. The Chinese embassy to the UK has issued the following statement and I quote... The unwarranted accusation by a handful of British MPs that there is genocide in Xinjiang is the most preposterous lie of the century, an outrageous insult and affront to the Chinese people and a gross breach of international law and the basic norms governing governing international relations. China strongly opposes the UK's blatant interference in China's internal affairs. So I think it's safe to say that they've ruffled some feathers with making this statement. And whilst it doesn't mean that the UK is going to be taking any direct action, what it means is that pressure is being placed on China via sanctions and the UN and by MPs making the statement that genocide is is happening. Um, This is quite a big move considering the term genocide is usually avoided like the plague when it comes to international affairs and questioning another state's sovereignty and condemning their actions is never taken lightly as you can see by China's reaction to the statement so I would say to watch this space over the next few weeks I hope that the pressure that is being applied is doing something to help the Uyghur people who are suffering so I don't know, this is just a friendly reminder to raise awareness on this issue and perhaps make a donation to an organisation that is working to help um, the Uyghur people as I'm not sure that the help is going to come from the Chinese government anytime soon and this recognition and, and you know, you've got 
states declaring that genocide is currently happening right now um i think it really is a perfect example of exactly when collective action is needed from the international community and otherwise who knows how long these people are going to suffer for if you know if china is retaliating saying basically how dare you say how dare you get involved in what we're doing and how dare you say that it's genocide um so yeah so if you I mean, perhaps you listened to my episode that I did on on, um, on China and its persecution of the Uyghur people. Um, maybe you can share that. Maybe, yeah, as I said, you can make a donation. You can read up more about it. You can maybe get involved in some kind of activism or raising awareness. Um, yeah, it's a really... Um, it's a really pressing issue at the moment and I think it I think we do well to remember that people are suffering in real time even if it's you know even if even if we're not exposed to it there are people who are going through quite literally going through hell so just something to think about um so yeah that was very short and sweet just a little roundup of um a few things that I've seen in the news that I thought was interesting and I thought would be good to share with you and obviously I haven't covered everything that's been reported on but I just wanted to highlight a few things so maybe you can can you can continue to keep an eye on different issues and maybe something that really you know grabs your attention and, and keeps your attention um you can watch the film as said you can raise some awareness you can read the report that's come out um you can make donations I've said that like a hundred times now okay we get it um <laughs> but as as I said in the beginning as genocide awareness month is coming to a close at the end of this week um I just want to encourage people to continue with your activism and I hope by talking over some different topics this month, it has uh, it has stirred up some kind of interest in you to do so. And I don't know, maybe I'm geeking out, but I feel like highlighting different things and and um, yeah, letting you guys know that like this kind of stuff is in the news. It's actually a pretty normal thing to be being reported on, and there's all different aspects and and um, different issues that you can get involved on. Um, yeah just depending what's interesting to you um yeah a lot of today a lot of what I've spoken about today has obviously been about international relations but it's I think it's incredibly interesting to see how these kinds of things work and it also helps us understand you know how genocides are perpetrated how they're allowed to happen what do states do what don't they do when it comes to something like this and yeah what really is within our power to do as well so yeah um so I think that's everything next week I as I said we'll be back with my third series and that will take us well into summer I'll do another um I'll do another series of 10 episodes so oh my gosh can you believe it like I don't know where this year is going to be honest um but yeah the third series will I'll be back next week and yeah as ever please rate review subscribe feel free to reach out to me via email info at withoutthefootnotes.org and follow at without the footnotes on instagram i've had some wonderful conversations so far and i love hearing from people and i've got some interesting projects in the pipeline so also feel free to drop me a line if you have anything you want to chat about or perhaps collaborate on um my inbox is always open for that and yeah with that being said I think that's all for next week I hope you've enjoyed like the random topics of 
um genocide awareness month and continue with your activism whatever that means for you and i'll catch you next time ciao